Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail. So that way you can say, does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast. Today we are going to be sorting through this mass confusion, which is income driven replan, save, pay as you earn, PSLF, all this type of stuff. Um, I, the, the confusion out there right now is unbelievable. Uh, daily, got to be Facebook, uh, Instagram, emails. I'm getting close to 200 messages a day because it's just confusion of filing, how to apply, all this type of stuff. So that's what we're going to be hitting today is income driven repayment plans. Basically what you need to know about them, the differences between save and pay, like who should be using what, should you be recertifying or not. All that information we are going to be going through. Uh, before we dive into it, if you don't already subscribe to our podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you're notified when new episodes come out. So that way, you can get to financial freedom faster. Uh, with that being said, let's dive into it. First and foremost, I am going to be going through a lot of topics today. And a lot of these things might confuse you. You might be saying, you know, I'm going to try to relate it to people's situations as much as possible, but I get everybody's situations a little bit different. So with everything that we're talking about today, if you guys need help, go to fitbucks.com, sign up. We can build out an entire financial plan around this for you. So if you need help, it's there. And I recommend getting help on this stuff because that's actually one of the first things that I'm going to tell you right now. Loan servicers, your nail nuts of the world, Advantage, those guys, they are not there to help you. I'm going to repeat that. They are not there to help you. So when I say go get help, I'm not talking about calling the loan servicer and asking them what to do. Their job is to collect money for the federal government. By law, they have to, quote unquote, recommend the monthly payment of the plan that is the lowest. So whatever the plan that is, by law, that's what they, quote unquote, have to recommend. It's not based on your financial plan. Like You can call them up and be like, you know, this is my situation. This is blah, blah, blah. What would you recommend? They, they don't hear a thing you're saying. They're going to recommend the same thing every single time. Okay, that's number one. Number two on that. Loan servicers are always encouraged um, to tout the, the line of the government because that's who their employer is. It doesn't matter who's in office, whatever it is, if they want something pushed with student loans, that's what they're going to push. Okay, so right now, President Biden, obviously, they want save. They want people on save because that's what they want to run on next year in the election. And it's just a yeah, yeah, smart politics, right? Like next year, they want to be able to say like, my new program has 10 million, 20 million people on it, saving billions upon billions. This is what I'm doing for you. Elect me. Like that's, 
that's the reality of it. So on top of this law of recommending the repayment plan with the lowest monthly payment, loan servicers are also being influenced to push save on everybody. You have a question with your loan servicer, it's go on save. So I, I wanted to make sure I touch on that because that's part of the stuff that I've been seeing on social media and some of our groups and stuff is like I had a plan, but now that I call the loan servicer, like I'm kind of of uh, kind of scared, like I'm doing something wrong because they were so adamant on me going on to save. Well, that's why. Like that's why. Now, somebody asked me on Facebook, they brought up a good point. They said, what would be the incentive for the loan servicers to really encourage people to go and save. Well, for graduate students, save is 25 years long. And the loan servers get loan servicers get paid for every account they service. So the more people that stay in repayment, the longer they stay, the more money the loan servicers get paid. So there's that, that aspect of it too. That kind of comes into play a little bit, right? So bottom line is get help. But don't go to your loan servicer expecting them to give you help. Okay, that's number one. Number two, how does IDR even work? Okay, you have to understand the mechanics of an income-driven repayment plan in order to, to see and understand what is saved, what's paid as you earn, what's the differences, all that type of stuff. Okay, the basics on this. Your payments are a percentage of your income. Okay, that's number one. Number two, you are charged interest every month on your loans. Okay, so let's just take those first two things. Number one, let's just say your payment based on your income is $300 a month, but you're charged $700 of interest every month. Your payment does not cover the interest. That means your loan balance will not go down. Okay. It will be like that for 20 or 25 years, depending on what plan you're on, and then your loans are forgiven. But in that tax year, you have to claim that, that loan forgiveness as income and pay taxes on it. Okay. I'm going to really focus on that monthly payment and the interest charge throughout the rest of this conversation because that is the most important piece you have to understand, okay? First of all, I've been getting some people saying to me in these situations where they owe like 40, 50, 60, $70,000 and they're making 70, 80, $90,000 a year. The question they're asking is, can save benefit me? No, it can't. Because if you owe a low dollar amount relative to your income, your monthly payment is actually more than the interest charge. So none of this stuff can benefit you. You need to figure out the most effective way to do a payoff strategy. Okay. Another question I've been getting is from travelers, travel OTs, travel PTs, travel SLPs, travel nurses. Like, what is my monthly payment going to be based on? Your monthly payment is based on your stipend. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. It's not based on your stipend. It's only based on salary. That is it. So if you're a traveler, good chance your payments are going to be like $0 or $50 or $100 a month. Okay, if you're on one of these plans. Okay, but that is the basics of how IDR works. And I'm going to talk about 
looking at like how do you compare them, um, uh, when do you save, all that type of stuff. And I will tell you right now, because most of you guys listening to this podcast are graduate level students, have doctorates, whatever it may be, almost 70%, more than 70% of the people that we work with, which is over 16,000 people. And I want to say like 98% of them are in healthcare with healthcare degrees, just like you. About 70% of them would benefit from staying on pay as you. Okay. So if you're thinking, well, I don't need to, to really listen to this. Like, I know I need to go on save. How do I do it? It's like, you should have some red flags going up and getting help to figure out what you need to do. Okay. First of all, the number one mistake that people make when they're comparing their options, let it be paying off their loans, going on IDR, pay as you earn, save, is they look at cost. Okay. So they go onto the government's calculator at studentaid.gov. And they say, oh, well, you know, save is uh, my monthly payment is $200 and on pay as you earn is $300. Plus, there's the interest that I told you about that accrues on the loans because you're not paying it. They forgive that. So my loan balance doesn't go up, which means my my tax liability is going to be lower. This thing is fantastic. Woo, I'm going to sign up. That is the incorrect thing to do. Okay. The reason being is because cost is comparing an apples to orange comparison between pay as you earn and save. Okay? Pay as you earn is 20 years long. Repay for or save for graduate students is 25 years long. Not only that, but if you're paying off your loans, you might be paying off your loans in five years, not 25 years. There's a mismatch of time. So when you're comparing these options, you don't look at cost. What you look at is to say, what happens over 25 years? So for example, if I'm on pay as you earn, and I pay for a little bit extra relative to save for 20 years, then my loans are forgiven. I don't have 60 years of pay, or 60 months of payments after that. I can save that money. How much money do I actually have after 25 years versus going on save, saving an extra $100 a month, paying the tax, how much money do I have then? Versus paying off my loans, what happens if I pay it off in five years and then save for the next 20 years? How much money do I have after then? So you, you have to compare it with how much money you're going to have, not the cost, okay? So that's, that's number one. And again, I mentioned to you guys earlier, if you guys need help doing any of this stuff, we, we this is all part of the financial planning stuff that we build. We can put it in like, you know, the different repayment plans, compare them side by side. If you want to buy houses, all that type of stuff, just sign up and we can help you with all that. Okay. Um, save versus pay as you earn. Again, the big thing is, is that save is 25 years old. All right. That is a major, 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 major impact on those. Okay. Using save to pay off student loans. That's another question that I got. In theory, yes. In practice, we don't know yet. What do I mean by this? Some of you have been saying, they look at the mechanics of how IDR works and they say, well, if my payment's $300 a month and my interest charge is $700 a month, I'm saved that $400 I'm not paying, it's forgiven. In that month, and I don't have to pay taxes. By the way, that interest that's forgiven on a monthly basis on save is not taxed. I, I'm getting that question left and right. Okay. It is not taxed. It's only taxed at, at the end, whatever balance you still owe. Okay. That's 
first and foremost. And so people that want to pay off their loans, they're like, well, I'll make my, my minimum payment of $300, wait for the interest to be forgiven, and then go in and make, and I just cut my interest rate in half. Just, yes, in theory, that works. In practice, we don't know yet. So what we're doing at Fitbox, and, and the DOE already has basically said, we don't know how this process is going to work yet. You're going to have to wait and see. And so we have people at Fitbox that are basically gearing up to try to test this, to see when the interest is forgiven, when can we see it, all that type of stuff, and what the mechanics are. So in short on that, if you're thinking about using save but actually paying off your loans, stay tuned. Okay, we should have some answers on that over the next two to three months, right? No answers there yet. The other big question that I'm, I've been getting a lot is, do I need to certify my income? This is coming in from people that were on income driven repayment plans prior to COVID, okay? Even if you want to go on save or even if you want to stay on pay as you earn, you may want to wait because your income may be higher than it was prior to COVID. And if that's the case, if you recertify, that monthly payment is going to go up. Whereas if you wait, then um, the payments are going to start at what they were prior to COVID. All right. And then if you decide, yes, I do want to switch to save or I need to stay on pay as you earn. When they notify you to recertify your income, which will be sometime over the next 12 months, that's when you recertify it. The only time you recertify it now is if your if your income went down or if you've never been in repayment before and you need to certify your income for the first time okay if the other question i'm getting a lot of is if my income did go down but i don't have a tax like return for that yet what can i do you can write in how much you make on the application they have instructions on how to to do that okay the other one I've been getting is, well, what if I'm married and I'm filing separately? The application still asking me to do X, Y, Z. Just fill it out. It's, it's one of those things that the government messes up all the time. And you're going to have to catch it, okay, if they do it. Because right? they, they don't make it very clear on the application. Speaking of the application, you complete it at studentaid.gov if you're going to go on the income driven repayment plan, okay? The ins and out of that application is a lot. So... I actually just came out with a IDR application video that, you know, I'm, I'm going to be posting in some different Facebook groups. So if you have questions on how to actually complete the application, because it's confusing, <laughs> um, you know, uh, search for that video. Again, it's on YouTube. So if, if you go in and type in Fitbooks IDR application, the video will come up too. Um, and I walk you guys through exactly how to fill that out based on different scenarios. Like if your income went down, if you are married and you're filing separately, all that type of stuff, it's all there. So those are the most common questions that we've been getting when it comes to IDR um, and save and the application process and the confusion and all that type of stuff. Again, I try to go through the different scenarios. Oh, and that's the other thing too. Who could actually benefit from save? Okay. If you are going on public service loan forgiveness and you know for sure that you want to stay at the nonprofit, save is a no brainer for you. That's, you know, it's, the only thing you need to be thinking about with your financial plan is how can I drop the repayment plan or the, the monthly payment even more? So again, your, your coach at FitBus can help you walk through how to do that, especially if you're married, filing separately, all that type of stuff. If you're an undergrad listening to this podcast um, and you know you're not going to go back to school to get a graduate degree, then uh, it's also a no-brainer for you as well that you should be um, going on to save if you're going to be using an income during repayment plan. Okay. 
With that being said, if you guys need help on any of this stuff, you know how to get all of us. Fitbugs.com, join now, become a member. We have discounts going right now um, because we know how important this stuff is. So we want to make sure that you guys are getting help. Um, so sign up, schedule a call. If you come on, you build your profile before you try to use the tools by yourself. The current version that we have out there right now is designed to have a coach help you walk through it. So make sure that you hit the little phone icon on the dashboard and talk to your coach and get signed up. We'll be talking to you guys soon. See you on the next podcast.